will be taking place. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn over to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And uh, I want to encourage you to be in prayer for Brother John Miss Lisa as they'll be with them. Uh, Miss Kelly and I will not be uh, with them this week, and so we're excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Had a great time a couple of weeks ago uh, at uh, the youth camp, and uh, we love just giving these young people a hard time and getting involved with them and all that. I meant to share this uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about camp, but all of them, you begin to see their personalities come out. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about camp is whenever you get them away from home, you really begin to see what this young person is like. And some of them are quirky. Some of them are goofy. Uh, some of them get really excited all the time and happy. And they're just, you know, amped up 24-7. Some of them are really talking. You're sitting there saying, whoa, this one never talks to church. And all of a sudden, they're talky talky. And you have all of that. And we, we enjoy all of that. We enjoy getting involved um, and uh, love that factor uh, of being able to go to camp. But one of the, the, the joys of, of going to the these big meetings and these camps is really truly being able to see the young people making decisions. And there's just nothing like it. Uh, being able to see as, as the preachers are asking questions, the young people responding and, and really listening, that's just an exciting thing. And so I want to encourage you to be in prayer for them this upcoming week. Psalm 119, Psalm 119, notice what the Bible says in verse 145. I want to draw your attention there once again. This is a, a portion of scripture that we've read. And, and I was just talking to Brother John and um, we go through seasons. Every single one of us goes through seasons where there are certain passages of scripture where maybe the Lord is trying to emphasize within the local church. Uh, maybe sometimes where the Lord is trying to emphasize something within your own life and you're meditating on it often and uh, sometimes it's a season, uh, uh, whether it's friends that are going over the same passage, whatever the case may be, you go through different seasons. And right this very moment, I believe our church has entered into a season where there, there are a lot of burdens that people are carrying. A couple of years ago, we found ourselves walking through Scripture and talking about bearing that burden together. And the privilege, the opportunity to be able to do that, and the joy of being able to bear, bear that burden together. And we began to put out uh, little, I guess you would say, bookmarks that had a prayer list there. And uh, making much of prayer, and we began to talk about that, and you would put those in your, your Bible and put your prayer list, and really it would help you and aid you in really giving yourself to prayer. And I want you to, to really consider this and think about this, because when a, when a, when a church is beginning to, to, to truly understand this one principle that we're going to look at tonight, and truly this truth, I guess you would say, not necessarily a principle, but a truth, and you begin to bear the burdens of the church family, and you begin to understand that it's, it's not always just what you're going through, but many people are going through. And that there's a God in heaven that knows every single one of the issues, every single one of the problems, every single one of the burdens that you are facing right this very moment, and that He d- desires to not only tend to your needs, but He desires to tend to all of the needs. And we can pray for each other. Now, I want you to notice what the Bible says, though, because I want to encourage you concerning this one portion of Scripture. The Bible says, I cried with my whole heart. As you begin to, to walk through these verses, you're going to begin to see uh, these big and strong statements once again. I cried with my whole heart. It doesn't say, I believe that word whole is a, a very important word that is used here. He doesn't just say with a part of his heart. He doesn't just say with his heart. He says with my whole heart. He's wanting to understand this was a serious matter. He goes on and then reaffirms this one truth. I cried with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord. And so this is a a big deal to him. This isn't just something small. I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee. There it is again. Save me. I shall keep thy testimonies. 
I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Notice these words. I love these words in Psalm 119, verse 151. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. As you begin to think about those words, thou art near, O Lord. I began to think about some of the burdens that people carry, some of the uh, the, the, the struggles of life, some of the, the battles in the Christian life. And sometimes you're sitting there and you're wondering what is going on or why is this taking place or whatever the case might be. And you just take a step back and you remind yourself as you get into God's word, verse 151, thou art near, O Lord. This morning... As I was walking up the aisle and Brother Ken, who has been continuously keeping me up to date on everything, as he began to pull me to the side and tell me of Miss Kathy's diagnosis and some of the things that she's struggling with and some of the the recent news, my heart just broke and I began to think of the, the privilege that I get to bear that burden with him. I don't just have to hear this, I get to pray for him and pray with him about this. Over the last couple of weeks and last couple of months, there have been many church meetings that I've had with some of you, and there are things that you are going through, things that you are praying about, and I, I count it an honor to be able to pastor you and, and be your pastor and be able to pray with you and for you about this. But I think we would all agree that there is only so much that myself or someone else can say. And in those moments where you've heard and you understand what is being said and conveyed and you understand that there are people praying for you and people praying with you and you understand that you have a church family there, there's only so much comfort that can be provided. But notice again these words because these words give more comfort than I can give or you can give. Thou art near, O Lord. A couple of weeks ago, there was a family that some of you know, there was a a young man who is in Ohio and uh, phenomenal singer. The Lord has used some of his music to encourage me and his, his father recently passed away. And uh, it was something that they knew was coming. And uh, on Sunday, he was in the house of God, this young man was. And I was thrilled to hear what he was saying because as he was talking, the words that came out of his mouth was this, you need to find you a church family. You know why? Because in the midst of hurting, sometimes you need a church family. You see, sometimes we look at the local church and we say, okay, you know, the local church has this, has this, has this. And I remember for, for many years, when we first got here for about seven years, there, the, our only family and still much of our family was the church family. We have family that lived here. And we, we began to tell you that and convey that because there's something special about a church family. Bearing that burden together. I want you to notice these words this evening. We're going to look at this statement once again. Thou art near, O Lord. I don't know where you're at. I don't know everything that you're going through. I don't know the problems, the burdens that you're carrying. But I do know that these words can be a a comfort to you tonight. There are people that are watching on the live stream right this very moment, and there are many times when somebody will message the church or somebody will comment and say something, and I want to remind them that are watching that the Lord is near and that He desires to comfort every single one of us this evening. 
Notice these words tonight. Thou art near, O Lord. I want you to, to notice a couple of things concerning these words. Number one, this, this word or statement, thou art near, is a word of endearment. Can I remind you tonight that the Lord loves you? And that He loves us. I love that, that truth alone, that the Lord loves us and He's there for us, that He cares about us. And there are times sometimes when all of us do a fantastic job of throwing our own pity party. We do a great job of that, every single one of us, myself included, all of us. And sometimes we begin to ask that question, why is this happening? Why are we going through this? Why is this taking place? All of the problems begin, we begin to make much of the problems and little of Jesus. But when we make much of Jesus, all of a sudden our problems begin to shrink. And we're reminded in those moments that the Lord, this statement, thou art near, are words of endearment that he truly does love us. These are words of encouragement. You're looking for encouragement. Sometimes you're, you know, we were talking in our, our, our uh, Sunday school class this morning. And we were talking about the struggle in the Christian life of why it is so hard sometimes to say yes to God's will. Sometimes it's because of pride. Sometimes it's because of fear. Sometimes it's because we, we think that we have a, a better idea of how it should be done or whatever the case might be. But the struggle is there. And sometimes we're, we're maybe discouraged about something. And one of the very big sources of, that we try to find ourselves encouraged far too often is we try to Google things and we try to uh, Facebook things and we try to, to go to a people and tro- go and find an answer for all of our discouragement. But we fail and we neglect this right here. You see, this is the greatest source of encouragement right here. I've gone through difficult seasons before. I've experienced heartbreak before, and I've had times whenever I was wondering, Lord, why is this taking place? And I'll call my family, and I'll call certain friends, and I'll call certain individuals, and those individuals will say things like this, hey, we're there for you. Hey, we're praying for you, and I enjoy those words. I appreciate those words. But you know, many of the times whenever we're going through a difficult season, this right here is truly the source of encouragement. Something about peace that the Lord and His Word just provides. I could share testimony after testimony after testimony of times whenever I was praying about something and said, Lord, I need you. I need you just to encourage me through your word. And man, I open the word of God and all of a sudden through the word of God, the Lord is encouraging me and, and giving me a peace that truly does pass all understanding. You can't fathom, you can't understand, you don't really know how it is happening, but he just gives so much encouragement. These are words of not only endearment and words of encouragement, but these are words of expectation. Thou art near, O Lord. Sometimes we will have family that will come and visit, and uh, the ex- expectation, if you would, And there will be times whenever we're sitting in the living room or whatever the case might be, and the children know that that somebody is coming to visit, whether it is Mima and Papa, whether it is Dede and Papa, whether it is an aunt and uncle, whether it is whoever, church member, whatever the case might be. And we'll remind them, hey, so-and-so is coming. And uh, the kids, you know how this goes. When you have young kids, they're constantly asking. So the next... 12 hours after you've already informed them that somebody is coming, you have every 30 minutes. Are they close? Are they close? Are they close? And finally, it comes within that time frame, whenever they're 20 to 30 minutes out, and the words come out of your mouth, they're near. They're almost here. And you know all of a sudden they begin to perk up. Uh, they get excited. They get, they get stir crazy. They're, 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 they're running around the house, and you're having to sit there and say, calm down, calm down. 
But there's just something comforting about these words. Thou art near, O Lord, that is such an encouragement and such an endearing thing to hear. But it's an expectation. You don't have to question. You don't have to wonder. Bible says in Psalm 38, 15, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. There's just something about understanding that the Lord is right around the corner. He's right there. He, he knows what you're going through. He, he hears your prayers and He is truly near. It's not only something that you can take great hope in concerning the endearment and the encouragement of it, but it literally gives you a great expectation that, you know what, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to be concerned about this. The Lord is near and He knows all these things. It's a word of enjoyment. You see, these words, thou art near, are some of the most precious words because you get to enjoy the presence of your Savior. Oh, you get along with Him and you begin to be reminded that these words, thou art near, O Lord, are, speaks of Him being before us and being behind us and being beside us. And as a matter of fact, as you walk through Scripture, you see that lived out through the words of God and in our own personal lives. You see, these words, He is before us, speaks of Him guiding us. He's always guiding us. He desires to guide us. Well, sometimes whenever we get off track, it's not that he isn't guiding us. It's that we made a decision to stop following him. He's always guiding us. He's before us. He's not only before us, but he's behind us. He's protecting us. I love being able to look back. And sometimes you look back and, and, and see something, events later, years down the road, and you look back and you say, the Lord must have been protecting us through that. He's behind us. But he's also beside us, comforting us and bringing us along. Go and walk through Scripture for just a few moments. And you find as you walk through Scripture that the Lord was near to many of the servants that we read about. Think with me for this moment. Daniel was left for dead and lion's dead. Guess what? God was near. You go and you walk through the life of Paul. Paul was in prison in a filthy prison. Paul was left for dead. Paul went through all of the ridicule. Paul was mocked. Paul was beaten. All of those things. And guess what? God was near. You go and you study the life of Joseph. Joseph was abandoned and betrayed. And the, the Word of God tells us that God was near. You go and you walk through the life of David. David standing before Goliath. God was near. You see, all throughout the Word of God, you find many of these individuals that we read about that the Lord was near. And tonight, you might be in the place where you're discouraged, you're beaten down, you're trodden on, you're struggling, and you're saying, Lord, where are you? I want to remind you, He's near. You say, I can't see him. I, I can't hear him. I, it's as though I've been praying and praying and praying. Don't stop praying because he's near. You say, I, I need an answer right now. No, you don't need it right now. You need it in his timing. You see, when we begin to think that God has to answer us right when we say it, that's when we failed. We live in such a fast-paced society and commercials come on and people say, get your income tax right now. Get your problem fixed right now. Get your divorce right now. Get all of these many things right now. And we live in a right now society. God says, no, it's not about right now. It's about in my timing. In my timing. Whenever I say yes, whenever I open the door, whenever I close the door, you just need to understand that I am near and I'm not far away. The word of God, notice these words as you walk through this portion of scripture. Notice again, as he says this, I cried with my whole heart. This is speaking of intensity, of fervency, if you would. It's, it's speaking of something that was serious, if you would. He cried with his whole heart. He cried unto thee. He cried and hoped in thy word. That statement, hoped in thy word, it speaks of looking forward to something. 
And the Bible reminds us right here that he prevented the dawning of the morning and cried and hoped in thy word. This speaks of him praying not only in the mornings, but in the evenings. He was given to prayer. He was fervent in prayer. And one of the things that we find about many of our lives, and myself included, is we are fervent in griping and complaining. We're not always fervent in prayer. We're not always, we're, we're the first ones to, to figure out the problem. But we take a long time to bring that problem to the Lord. We'll gripe about it. We'll hold on to it for days. We'll try to figure out our own solutions instead of realizing there's a problem right there and taking it to the Lord immediately. The psalmist says right here, I cry with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I cry, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. A couple of weeks or a couple of nights ago, uh, you know, after a busy week, many of us, you ever been in this place where you uh, have gone through what has been just, I mean, day after day, waking up early, going to bed late. And this past week of VBS, it was waking up early, going to bed late, all of the many other responsibilities that were taking place, and then VBS. And so I was thinking, man, Friday night, I'm going to sleep like a baby. And uh, we got home late in the evening, around 1130 or so, and crawled into bed. And it was past midnight at this point in time. And I was thinking, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to, oh, I'm about to sleep so good. And you know how this happens. All of a sudden, every single other thing that you have forgotten about that, you know, you, you tried to put aside, all of a sudden it pops into your brain. So at 4.30 in the morning, I'm laying there and I'm thinking, and you know how this goes. You're laying in bed and you're saying, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, stop thinking about this, go to sleep. And you can't. You just can't. And so Saturday morning rolls around and, and I said, well, I guess I just better get up. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and as I'm reading these verses right here, notice again the seriousness of this prayer. He says, I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. He was fervent in this prayer. He was praying before the rising in the morning and praying before the resting in the evening. He was given to prayer. And this was a serious thing. And, and the, the reminder is all the way at verse 151. The struggle is revealed. This is what he's going through. This is the problem. He's crying out to the Lord. As he's having this conversation. Lord, I cried. Lord, Lord, I I kept myself up in the mornings. I kept myself up in the evenings. I cried unto you. I I heard these things and I brought these things to you. Verse 149. Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. And all of a sudden, in the midst of all this, that he is acknowledging all the problems, he says this, Thou art near, O Lord. It reminds me of those times whenever you're, you're, you're by yourself and you're, you're, you're trying to tell yourself everything's going to be okay. And so you go through a list of all the things you're, you've got going on and you're, you're talking to yourself. Okay, I got this going on. I don't know when I'm going to get to this. I don't know when this is going to happen. All of a sudden, there comes a time where you say, We'll do it. We'll get it done. I promise. We'll get it done. It's going to happen. And you're trying your best to say it's going to happen. You kind of have like a little unsure uh, spirit about yourself. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to get it done. The psalmist here is acknowledging all of the problems, all of the situations. Then all of a sudden, though, there's true comfort that comes. This isn't unsure. This isn't a hopeful response. 
This is the response of a servant that has found this to be true, that the Lord never fails. He's never left them. He's never failed them. And so in the midst of all of his crying out, he reminds himself, Thou art near, O Lord. I begin to think about our church family and some of the problems and some of the burdens and some of the situations that some are going through and some of the heartache. And I'm sure you've had some sleepless nights. I'm sure you've had some problems that you just are trying to wrap your mind around. I'm sure you've had some days where you've said, how are we going to get through this? I'm sure you've had some times when you said, Lord, where are you in the midst of this? And I'm here to remind you tonight, he's near. He's near. As you begin to walk through the Christian life, there's going to be the times in our lives when we have to be reminded of this one truth, that the Lord truly is there. He's present. He's a present help. Thou art near, O Lord. Notice what he goes on to do, because after all of that, in verse 152, he says, Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old, that thou hast founded them forever. In verse 151 and 152, he begins to praise the Lord for all of this. Because he's reminded himself that our Savior is currently, he was, and he will always be faithful. And I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I, I don't know all the details. But I do know this, that currently, right this very moment, I know many families and many individuals that are going through some things. And church family, when I say, and when I encourage you to pray for your church family, I don't do that just to kind of say it. You never know what's going on. But you can always give yourself to prayer for the body of Christ and ask the Lord to bring every single one of us closer to Him. And I've been reminded of this truth that I can't always provide the comfort. And I hate it. I wish I could. I wish that as I have conversations that I could have all the answers. I pray for wisdom often and I ask the Lord to, to give me some insight that, that, that I would need to encourage someone. I have a meeting this week with somebody and I'm praying the Lord would give me some insight and give me some help. But in those times, whenever I don't have the answers, this is the only thing I can say. The Lord is near. Take it to Him. There's a song that we have sung, Miss Kelly and I have sung before, and it's a song that the Lord used in our, our season of um, discouragement. Bring it all to Him. Because there are some times whenever you can bring it to your family, but they can't offer anything. You can bring it to your friends, they can't offer anything. You can bring it to your church family, but they can't offer anything. Outside of prayer. But you can bring it all to him. It's not going to catch him off guard. It's not going to overwhelm him. And he knows what to do with it. Can I encourage you tonight? The Lord is near. Bring it all to him. Lord, we do thank you tonight. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this evening. Lord, the burdens and the heartache. Lord, the, 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 the questioning, the struggles. Lord, help us to move out of the way. To bring it to you. And allow you to bring us along. Lord, we need you. Pray that you'd help us to be given to prayer for our church family, to pray for our church family, to love our church family. Lord, it is so easy, Lord, in the midst of a growing church, Lord, for Satan to try to discourage and disrupt. Lord, I know that you're desiring to do an amazing work. And I know that Satan's angry about it. Lord, we have continuously seen those fiery darts coming at Gateway Baptist Church. And I know that there are more to come. So, Lord, tonight, remind us, in the midst of all that, Thou art near. Help us this evening. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray.